Yo. Are you here? What is this? Yo. All right, hold on. How do I do this? Nice. What's up, dude? Can you... Be there? Is this the Rob Thomas? Yeah, yeah. This is um Rob Thomas, Double friend of... Co- or whatever. Do what? What was your band? <clears throat> uh, it was um, I mean, it was a side project, really. It was called Matchbox oh, Twenty. No, it was it was a side. I had a side project called Matchbox Twenty, but that was it. My main my main focus was being friends with Carlos Santana. When? Oh, <laughs> that one song I hated, dude. Yeah. Yeah. What is so? So what? Is, what is this? Is this a new thing Twitter is doing? I don't know. I, I you keep popping up on my shit, dude. Damn. Yeah, this I is. I follow you, but uh, I saw Do you I... in that last thing. I was trying to help you along a little bit. I could tell I was pissing that chick off. I was gonna get. I had to get out of there. It was funny when you left, dude. Like everyone left, dude. They were like, "All right, this ain't funny anymore." No, it's just like wow. I think this was the most successful live space Twitter thing I ever done. And everyone's like, "Yep, it definitely was." And everyone just quit. And one guy even joined in to say, "Like, I want to be the person to say I quit." <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was here funny. It was kind of cool. Yeah. No, this is cool. I thought it was neat because, like, you know, I figured no one knew who you were, and I I didn't even know you were there. I just got this pop-up, so I was like, I saw you in the top, and I'm like, all right, let's see where this goes, you know? Make it, yeah, I, make I, I, I ate, like, a big edible earlier, and I'm just, like, fucked up right now. Ah, what'd you eat? Uh, it was, like, a 100-milligram gummy, and I just can't sleep. That's a good, that's a good size. How long ago did you eat it? Uh, probably, like, a half hour ago, an hour ago, oh, maybe. Oh, shit. You're not even in the... You're, you're ready to go, then. Yeah, I don't know. Or, or sleep it off or whatever. Yeah. Damn. That's I got scammed thing. by a dominatrix today. You got what? I'm bummed out. I got scammed by a dominatrix. You paid for a dominatrix and then she... Yeah, went. it was like... I, I don't even know how to describe it, but I was trying to purchase <laughs> an article of clothing... Uh-huh. That uh, I don't think ever existed, nor do I think the dominatrix existed. Oh, it's like that. Yeah, I was like, I'm a mark. I can tell you, um, I bought, or over the pandemic, this is sound goofy as fuck. I'm a grown-ass man, dude. I, for some reason, I decided to like, collect Transformers, dude, like the toys. 
because they make them really good now, like masterpiece. Like okay. I don't even know how to transform them; they're crazy. So I, I bought a couple off eBay, and it was like I guess a known thing, and they just send you a little Pokemon like plastic toy, like the size oh, of your phone. And they're like, "Fuck you, dude! Thanks for your three hundred bucks." And you're like, oh. "Damn, three hundred bucks for a transformer!" Yeah. Ooh, like, like you the were masterpiece. Of, you were like, willing like, to pay that for a transformer? Yeah, they look really cool. They're like statues, pretty much, but you could transform them. Yeah, no, that sounds cool. It's just goofy shit, you know. Guys like the goofy shit. I'm fucked, dude. It sounds fucking sick. Yeah, I, well, I just, I wanted the Megatron, I wanted a Soundwave. Like, I like it when, when things are able to turn into other things, you know, that's what I always liked about Dragon yeah, Ball Z. the engineering of it is, like, really neat to me, like, you're like, some motherfucker, some poor Asian dude <laughs> in the slave shop had to figure this shit out, dude, and you're like, this is cool, like, I don't know, I'm just appreciating his work, dude. yeah. Now they call them they call them robots in disguise, but when they become robots, they're like just cover, robots. Right? Covers blown, buddy. Yeah, well, I think when they're cars or whatever, they're in disguise. I understand. Yeah, the car is the disguise, but I feel like when you become a giant robot, it's like <laughs> what? I mean, you don't have much of a disguise anymore. Yeah, you you only got one shot. And then they're gonna see that semi truck down the highway and go, "Yeah, that's Optimus Prime." <laughs> like that's a badass fucking. He doesn't video. realize we know it's him. Well, once he busts into robot form, you're like, ah, well, you can't do that anymore. Do you remember in this? <laughs> I, I like I do remember this scene from the second movie that like it was when John Turturro was underneath the transformer and he's like. On the phone with somebody, he goes, I think I'm under its testicles. And it's like two big yeah. wrecking balls. Uh, that's weird. Yeah, you don't remember that? Any of those movies. They're, they're kind of gay. They gave the Transformer big nuts. Yeah, I don't I don't like that. Any of those new movies, I was real excited about them, but I was very lit down. Much like, you know, it sounds like you have been about certain things that have come out. Like, you yeah. know that feeling where you're just like, fuck, I thought that would have been cooler, but it's not. Yeah, what else do you like besides Transformers? Oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm old, dude. I'm like 43 years old. old. You're in your 40s? Yeah. I'm you like he, do you like He-Man? I, I play with Lewis on Fortnite all the time, dude. Like, uh, he- I played with him, Yamanika, and Mateo, dude. Oh, nice. I never played Fortnite. I'm more into, like, single-player games. Well, I, I like this. I like, what, what do you like? like Skyrim a little bit? No, man. Right now, I'm playing Nier Automata. I have that, but, uh, I don't know why, but I just can't get into it, man. Like, it just seems... It's, it's, it's tough to get into, because it's, like... Like, I can't... the first area still, like, that first area you land, like, you do the intro... It, and then you yeah, that first town. It's kind of like Dark Souls because it, it's like Dark Souls light because it kind of doesn't really tell you what's going on. Uh-huh. And then as you explore, the, the the world comes together. Okay. Yeah, and then it, it becomes more and you're like, oh. Yeah, you oh. start to see how it's all connected and then the story develops. And it's I not. at the bottom and I'm like, I just can't push myself to fucking do it. Like, I will one day, but. 
That's, yeah. Well, if you're recommending it, I'll have to. Give it's it a fun, shot. but it's like games like that do take a while to get into. I like yeah. um, I like games you can really jump into. Have you ever played Enter the Gungeon? Enter the Gungeon or, or Hades? Uh, is that the one that's really big on Switch? Yeah, Hades is sick, dude. Because yeah, it's like yeah. it's really hard. It. Go ahead, tell me about it. No, it's just like it's it's really difficult because it's like each time you go through, if you die, you have to start all the way over. Yeah, like but a rogue. Like it's a rogue like, but they work that into the story because you're in like underworld, like Hades. Oh, so you're like being reborn, and, so you, and dying is like a part of the game. Each time you die. You can have new conversations with the people in the underworld. That's sweet. It's pretty cool, man. I've been attracted to that um, on my Switch. What I really like. You're going to think I'm a nerd. Uh, I like the cross. (laughs) Like, I smoke a bunch of blunts, and I just play the cross. Lacrosse? On the Switch? Yeah. There's a lacrosse game on the Switch. No. Hit cross. Hit, oh, hit cross. I thought you said there was a no. lacrosse, like lacrosse, like, like like Duke. Hit cross. Yeah. Hit cross. What is that? It's like um, like Sudoku, I guess, but yeah. not. It's like similar, but it's not. It's like a like a math head game where you look at patterns and you go like, all right, I gotta block that. It's like a weird. Did you ever play, like, what is that mind game on Windows where you just, like, click once and look? It's kind of like that, but more organized. And so you make a picture at the end. So, so oh. A, you know what I'm talking about? You make a pic. So it's like a puzzle game where you make a picture? Yeah. So it's like uh, well, That sounds like, like a, a puzzle. Crossword, like a jigsaw. Not with. Num- not with letters, but with numbers. And it's mathematically like organized. So you get like a 20 by 20 grid, and okay, you'll okay. get a clue. It says like 1, 4. And you got 20 spaces, right? So you're like, there's a 1, and then a space, and a 4 somewhere on this line. That sounds so like got- Minesweeper. Yeah, it's like, yeah, thank you, thank you. Minesweeper. It's like a Minesweeper. But it's organized, so it makes sense at the end. You're not just mad because oh, it's all fucking random well, and dumb. There's a request. Yeah, all right, you make a picture at the end. Like at the end, your shit will fill out, and you'll be like, "Oh, it's like fucking." What Louis up, Dalton? What's up, dude? Not much, man. Huge fan. Yeah, nice to meet you. Do I follow you? I'm following you. Beauty. <laughs> Dude, this is this is pretty cool. I, is it, so I guess Twitter is trying out like the clubhouse thing. That's what it looks like, yeah. Wow, what a way to connect. Wow. So you're the new Tim Dillon. I never wanted to talk to any of you, dude. I, yeah, I'm like Tim Dillon, except I'm actually gay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think he's gay? Come on. Um, I think no, like, I don't think a guy who talks like this is gay. He, I think he's asexual. He's He's oh tired. yeah, he yeah, he's transcended. No one will fuck him, and now everyone wants to fuck him. He's like, I, I, I would fuck say him. he's like finance sexual now. He's like transcended <laughs> uh, the desire for like carnal flesh, and he's in like Jeff Bezos territory where all he cares about is money and power. 
which I, you know, surrogate. Yeah, I mean, we're all on our own path, you know. It's not for me, but I support Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. I just want to sell some t-shirts, you know. But you gotta make some good ones, man. Oh, I got some. I'm I'm having a bad day. Go the Nick Mullen route, man. Crazy and funny t-shirts, man. Oh, I got got some shit in the works. I got some good t-shirts coming. (coughs) Beauty. Yeah, I'm excited. Make sure they're in black. Oh, yeah, nobody buys white tee. All my fans are fat as fuck. Yeah, I was going to say, fatties don't buy (laughs) buy white shirts. Sweat rates. Well, I'm not like that shame, dude. Like, they have the best t-shirt. They have that, uh, don't turn on me, like, fucking snake, like, soda toe. But they don't serve it in black. I'm like, I don't wear, like, tan t-shirts. I don't know who you sell this shit to. You know, I'll I'll wear a white t-shirt. But, like, a white t-shirt for me is a canvas for all the food I'm going to get on it as I go about my day. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So you're thinking about everyone else having to look at you with the stained-ass t-shirt. You're going to want a black t-shirt. I feel like if you listen to my show, you're a messy eater. (laughs) And you're going to want a black t-shirt. So I'm just going to go ahead and make them all in black. Making everyone black, yeah. I'm actually going to use. I don't know if you've if you've heard of Vanta Black. It's like a What's new that? color. It's it's like there was like a story about it. Oh, the, so black is black, blacker than black. Yeah, it's like it, new it's, colors now. Well, yeah, let me look it up. It's called Vanta Black. It doesn't even absorb light. It's so black. Dude. Yeah, it, it it can actually tear a hole in time and space. <laughs> um. Yeah, Vanta Black is a material developed by Surrey Nanosystems in the United Kingdom. It is one of the darkest substances known besides Wesley Snipes, absorbing <laughs> up to ninety nine point nine six five percent of visible light at six point six three nm. Well, I wonder what the N stands for there. If the light is per- perpendicular to the material. So anyway, this is what I'm going to use to make my t-shirts so no one can see the food you get on them when you try to Hell get yeah. a Korean barbecue. You just look flat, like, from front to back. You're like, it doesn't matter my tit size. We'll the name is a, is a portmanteau of the acronym <laughs> VANTA, vertically aligned nanotube arrays, and the color black. Oh, I thought you were saying Fanta, like the soda they drink. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Fanta Black. He's a fucking No, that Fanta, Fanta is the only thing black people can drink in Flint, Michigan. Uh, <laughs> uh, my earbuds left too hard. What? Oh, that's oh, a request. You made me laugh too hard, my earbuds. Okay. All right. Trash, trash with a splash. What is that? Gar- garbage in the water? What is that? Is that my wife in the swimming pool? All right. I think we got there. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I've, I've been doing a lot of riffs today. I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm, just you know, like when you run, you know, like when you run a marathon and your nipples start bleeding. That's kind of where my brain is at when it comes to riffing right now. Yo, speaking of marathon, did you see that French cunt from the Olympics that knocked over all the water in the marathon? Hit him yet? Somebody knocked somebody. (laughs) Wait, somebody did a fucking Kramer at the Olympics. 
They just fucking ran by and held their arm out, took their own water, and fucking smashed all the rest of the water off. Everybody else got nothing. Uh, nah, yeah, I saw that. That wasn't uh, Olympics type of thing. That was just like some Nigerian run. Oh, shit, that was somebody trying to get the last cup of water in Nigeria. Yeah, and he said, fuck y'all, dude. Was like, you know, it's crazy. It's it's like, I don't know if it's like we're in sort of a North it's Korea a propaganda situation. Like, I, I don't know if you've ever watched any, like, American media about Nigeria or any of those parts of the world. But the way those countries are presented to us, it's like dunes and, and like, huts and, like, no civilization. And then I met somebody from Nigeria, and they, and they were telling me about, like, the city they lived in. And I go... Wait, you have cities? Yeah, dude, I have a buddy who went full Muslim and he moved to Saudi Arabia and shit and, like, went to university. And I was like, wait, like, you're not just chilling in, like, a hut somewhere? Like, Yeah, it's it's like you you would... And I, and this is coming from a very sincere place. What I've been shown about those places is that it's just, like, sand and, like, ruins. And it turns out they have, like, skyscrapers and electricity yeah, but they're all propped up by like corporations that go in there and, and make that shit well i just wonder nice. it's, it's like we hear stories about how in, in north korea the like what they see in their media of the outside world is basically like mad max or whatever like they're being told <laughs> that like the only world you should exist in is north korea and now I'm starting to wonder if they're doing that to us here, showing us like all these, all this sand and ruin. When it's like, I don't know, man. It's uh, all your well, I won't argue with that. City. Like the, the, you do get lied to what you're looking at, most definitely. But I don't know if I'm going to think that like that be some sand utopia if we weren't there, or if our money wasn't there. Like, of course, Sultan, are you asking if we're on the Truman Show? <laughs> Not even the Truman Show. I just wonder how, like, in what ways have we been manipulated by our own media? Oh, you are 24-7 a day, dude. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's just, like, weird when you actually, like, brush up against those other cultures and they're like, but, no, you, like, you I went to college and everything's great. Do what? Like, I don't think that. No, I mean, it's just, like. I, I, I go know. to Mexico for work all the time. Like, I live in Southern California, and, <laughs> like... No, I'm not saying these places are utopias. Like, you don't even know. Like, we have campgrounds everywhere in Southern California, and it's bad, and everyone complains about it. But down there, it's like, woo! You got, like, little, like, four-year-olds selling chicle, like, jumping on top of your car as you leave the state, our country. It's like, what the fuck? Like, like I don't want to run over a kid. Yeah, but it's like Mexico is that, and it's also where Sammy Hagar owns a resort. Yeah, well, yeah, it's their country, man. You know what I'm I, saying? I'm not it's like argue with their politics, but most definitely, like everyone has their problems, and we definitely have our own that we don't take care of because I, I like I said, I live in Southern California. I live on a beach. I see it every day. There's like a billion bums down here, dude, and I. I've lived here over 10 years now. I've seen the same bums for at least 10, 7 to 10 years. Well, they like, never got it together? It's even through the pandemic. Like, they survived that shit, too. I'm like, all right, do we really even have a pandemic? When the same fucking bums are here every day smoking crackers from the 7-Eleven? 
It's fucking crazy. I got a question, and and I mean this. Do you think homelessness is actually real, or are they like are they planned? No. Well, here's the thing: you can get off the street and go to a shelter, and they'll give you a home. They'll give you a hotel room sometimes, a house, dude, out here. No, I'm. I'm you, saying, have to, you have to say I, I'm not going to do drugs. I'm not going to whatever. I'm saying there, there is no such thing as homelessness. It's like in John Wick. Remember how all the homeless are actually assassins, <laughs> and it's like all that shit we're seeing around the city with like spiky benches, and they're like making shit where the homeless can't sit down. That's really just to protect us from Dude, assassins. What the fuck? They have that. <laughs> Yeah, you haven't seen yeah. the anti-homeless. Hey, I'm from Canada, bro. We sure. give these people money. Oh no, here in the states, <laughs> especially in New York, there's like nowhere to sit. There's nowhere to piss or shit because they're like getting rid of any anything that could help homeless people. It, it, yeah, because they, they don't want them like hanging husband. out. Come December, you get inside or you freeze. So the perk. that's right. There's a there's a Twitter account that uh, it's some guy that lives like in Venice Beach, and he just goes like walks around and like talks to homeless people and posts it on Twitter, and a lot of them are just like fucking like sixteen year old kids who, like run away from home and just like like pretend to catcalling women. It's like that and they like pretend like, to because I feel like if you do it you're just <laughs> well like the clip like nah. it's like you're it's like hey yo bitch. Just kidding. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like, You're just grifting. That that's true. Like, because that's the most, like, you want to go to Hollywood, right? You want to go to California, yeah. Hollywood. You want to go where you think, I don't know what they're thinking. Like, they're going to be seen and, or discovered. Who knows? They failed. They got there. But I don't think that's what it is, man. It's, it's, it is the place to go, right? And if you're fucking mentally retarded or not, like, you get that shit program in your head, like, oh, where do I go? California, best fucking weather, best fucking beaches, like, let's go there. And it is a shit show. I mean, I, like, fuck, dude, like, I haven't been there in, I don't know, seven or ten years. And the last time I went, like, my mom, she was a teacher, she had these um, out-of-country uh, foreign exchange students, like two Japanese girls. Where should we take them? I go, oh, we got to take them to fucking, like, Hollywood Boulevard, dude. And it was kind of like Thank right God. when... I mean, it was already kind of bad, but if you go during the daytime, it wasn't that bad. And this is, like I said, like 10 years ago. And now, like, I wouldn't even think of doing that, dude. I'd be like, oh, like, keep anyone from this country, wherever in that street... Like, it's literally, like, tents and, uh, like, just needle people walking around, like, dirty Spider-Man. Like, that's a meme, I know. The way you said, you said they were Japanese? Yeah, well, yeah, my... Because I, I don't know if you know this, in, Jap- in Japan, weed is extremely difficult to get because of how illegal it is. And if you do find it, it's, like, $70 a G. And so it's, like... If you're Hell Japanese, yeah. I don't blame you for coming like, over uh, here, brother. They're kind of young, but uh, maybe they were in there. I don't know. But the, the the fact of the matter is, one thing is like I would never take anyone there. Like it's so embarrassing and disturbing of a place. Like uh, and that's the place where I grew up, and I used to hang out. I used to go there. That's where I'd save my money, and I'd go there on the weekends. I'd go to a club bang and dance to fucking. You know, Brit pop and fucking 
gothic music and shit, dude. Like, you know, I took dude. I took salsa classes once. Wow. <laughs> I got, anyway, I know. I'm I got really into like Cuban culture, and so I, I I found salsa classes in Midtown Manhattan. It's just I'm just saying Hollywood sucks, dude. Fuck you. Yeah, you I know Hollywood sucks. That's why but that's why I'm in New York, Cuban baby. Culture. What do you mean by that? Cuban culture? <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Like salsa culture? music. I like eight Cubans. Ham sandwiches. <laughs> I like <laughs> those <laughs> hams. Cigars. Missile crisis. Bay of Bay of Pigs. Oh, we love the Bay. Um, floating doors. <laughs> I I don't know if you know this, but t- the movie Titanic was really just one big metaphor for immigrating from Cuba and how difficult it is. A lot of people don't realize getting away from Cuba. It, a lot of people don't realize, like, the, like Kate, uh, uh, Kate Winslet had to let Leonardo DiCaprio die in order to illustrate how difficult it is to immigrate from Cuba to the United States. Yeah, Leo was Che Guevara in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was that. It, the the James Cameron originally wanted to call it Titanico, but the studio told him that it was too Latin. You know, this was this was before all this this uh, cancel culture woke <laughs> shit. You know, and that when scene where they're all dancing grinding on each other. Do what? And that scene when they're all dancing below deck, they're all grinding on each other in the original version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The... Wait, wait. <laughs> Sorry, I'll jump in later. Bye. Um. Yeah. So I get. Yeah, I guess that's what Titanic is. You know, it's like cinema is a subjective medium. So it's like I watch Titanic because I'm I'm so into like Cuban culture now. I watch it through the lens of a Cubano. But uh, she's like, I don't wrong for you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Gonzalo. <laughs> Hello? Paint me like your Dominican girls. I am the king of the world. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Shit, I can only spread out my crumbs like this much, man. Oh, my God. We got to get off this boat, but I'm so sleepy. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's why oh, bubble slipped. It's a, it's a, it's a mariachi band. Oh shit! Oh my yeah. god! I cannot. I cannot it, is, it has been an honor playing with you boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 I can't breathe. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, is, anybody, is anybody recording this? Come on. <laughs> 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 
That's what I'm saying. I need to get like a for us. GoPro or something. I mean, this is fun. Uh, yeah, that, I don't know if y'all know this, but that that noise in in Tejano and mariachi music, the what? That's called a grito. Grito. Uh, yeah, I I grew I grew up in Fort Worth, so most of the radio stations were Tejano. Anybody else drinking in here? Because I'm about to take a shot. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I took an edible, and I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I took a half a hit of something earlier. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, yeah. Lucy. Nice, bro. Love yeah. that shit. Lucy. Mm-hmm. What's that? It's a it's a supplement ass. you might have heard of on the Joe Rogan Experience, PCP or any Beatles or song, or or a Beatles song, or um, no. What else has it been on? What is my tongue? It? Like, tell me what the name is. Like. Angel yeah, it's Angel. I got wet. I was, I was hanging out. I was hanging out with my buddy. Uh, Den- I was hanging out with my friend Denzel. Heard of? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you got wet. Damn. Yeah, now I do. Who you guys think would be like the coolest celebrity to be friends with? The coolest? Yeah. I bet it would be like Jeff Bridges. He He's seems like he would chill. I would say I you I would used to say Trent Reznor, but he's kind of a faggot now. What? I'm talking <laughs> about like who like who would drive you to the airport? I think Jeff if you were friends with Jeff Bridges, he would drive you to the airport. I'm not like if you're friends with Trent Reznor, he'd be like, Oh, that's cool, I'm friends with the nine inch nails. I don't think he has ever returned one of my phone calls. Well, but yeah, here, that's what I'm saying. Like, you'd be a to, I don't want to be his friend. I'm t- yeah, Maynard I'm t- I'm James about- Keenan. No, oh, that would too. suck, dude. <laughs> I would keep yeah. him at an arm's Dang. distance. Maynard James Keenan is a mere acquaintance at best. <laughs> as much as I love Tool, I cannot imagine being friends dude. with that I'm guy. Like, you'd be a douche. Alright. I, I bet, um... I bet Mike Tatton be pretty cool to be friends with. Dude, I went and saw Fate No More in 1999, dude, in Las Vegas. And he wasn't even singing for the band. I was like, I thought I came here to see Fate No More, dude. He wasn't even fucking there. Right before the pandemic hit, the last concert I went to was uh, Mr. Bungle. Nice. Yeah, it was there. It wasn't, I mean, technically. Yeah, yeah, Mike Patton came out. So they, they, they had, they were redoing their high school demo, The Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny. They, they had like that, they record, they re recorded it and they were doing it live. And, uh, Mike Patton comes out dressed in a Mr. Rogers sweater with the Coolio hair. And they do, they open with the theme of Mr. Rogers, but at, you know, it's Mr. Bongle. So. Yeah, I th- actually I think that's on Spotify now. If you want to find it, it, like that track is on Spotify, but um, it, it's not the original lineup because now their drummer is uh, yeah. Dave Lombardo from Slayer, and their rhythm guitarist is Scott Ian from Anthrax. But it's still Mike Patton, 
Trace Bruance and Trevor. That's all that matters. If it's Mike Patton, that's pretty much all that matters with that man. Yeah. When I saw them in You saw saw Mr. Bungle? Like, Mike Patton wasn't there, but guess who opened for them, dude? Who? Deftones. And it was on their opening, like, their first album shit. I can't get down with the Deftones, man. Yeah, I've never liked them. Fuck you. There's here. one song I like. It's like Change or something like that. Class. I like yeah. the Spin Doctors. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I like? Yeah. Won't you? Now they would drive you to the airport. Um. I'm going to see. I'm going to see Primus next month. Ah, that's a good one. They're doing. They're finally doing don't. that Rush. <laughs> that Rush tribute show. Yeah. As a Canadian, I fucking love Rush, man. Dude, Rush is fucking sick, man. Best I saw man. that Les Claypool has been practicing with Getty Lee yeah. because like, when when, good, but... when Neil Peart passed away, Primus was going to do the. Uh, they're going to. They were going to. Play all of a farewell to Kings, and because of COVID, they had to cancel it. But that's now sick. they're they're finally getting to do that tour, and I'm going to see it yeah. next month. That's kind of cool, man. All right, I take back my yeah, my my station there. I really like a farewell to Kings. That's a good yeah, album. It's a good album. I really like Primacy. Like, what's the first time you heard Primacy? First time. Wait, what? Oh, What's the first time you like discovered Primus? Oh man, I'll tell you, it was I I I was such a a tryhard in high school. <laughs> I was like looking, I like Googled like what is cool, I Googled like cool metal bands or oh, something. Dude. And it, <laughs> and, it, and it I remember reading an article about how Frizzle Fry was like Fry, one yeah. of the man, you know, good luck listening to this. I bet you can't handle it, you queer, or whatever. It was, it was like listed as like, we don't even know how to categorize this music. It's so crazy. Yeah. And I, at the time, I really didn't get it. Like I, I listened to "Defy the Laws of Tradition," and I was like, this ah. is, this makes no sense to me, and it angers yeah. me. And then when I was in college, I met a good friend of mine um, who, who was a great bass player. He, he 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 like studied Primus to learn how to play bass, and um, he had a poster of Anti Pop in his house, and so I think the first time I really got into him was when I listened to that album Anti Pop, which I know is like the weirdest album to get into Primus. Like in terms of weird albums that they make, that's probably the yeah. strangest one oh, yeah. to be your introduction. <laughs> But, uh, but, like, I know you You feel, like, when you, everyone's supposed to feel it, like, like, when you got to jump up and down, just be like, oh, like, like, that's the best part of Hermes is, like, the way they build or... Oh, dude, the last time I saw them live, they, you know, because they jammed, they were doing, like, a 20-minute version of Jerry was a race car driver, <sighs> and the fuck, the pit was going, dude. I was yeah. scared. I was like, man, I'm getting beat up. Yeah, you don't want me there. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. That's a good one. I like that one. All right, um, and then the other guy, you said you had a good first time in Primus. 
My, my first time listening to Primus. Uh, so I had a AIS English classes, which are for slow kids pretty much. So I got a little help. Um, Gosh, my teacher was good. Special kids be like A plus intelligent specialist. <laughs> I don't know. My teacher, my teacher uh, used to work with um, underprivileged kids or whatever. All right, all right. So oh, he was. My he was in New York City before you're all right, before he came to uh, my small little cow town that I live in in upstate New York. And uh, he always used to tell me how he's a BMX rider and all this shit. He would always tell these goofy ass stories that I would just sit there and be like, hell yeah, that's cool, dude. So he would show me weird music. He showed me a uh, Nickens or whatever. Yeah. Nick. But hold on. So when he when he showed me Primus, I was just sitting there and I was working on an essay and he would just I heard him humming something. And I was like, Sea Dog. His name is Mr. Christopher. I went Sea Dog. What are you doing right now? And he goes, damn it out, man. I was just listening to Primus the other day. Like he was talking to me like I knew what it was. And I was like 15. I could have, but I didn't. It was like, was he, was like, he was like, oh, man, you've never heard my name is Mud? Dude, my name is Mud. So I'm sitting working on an English essay. And this dude's just putting on Primus songs. And he goes, and he's jumping around the classroom. He's like, doesn't this shit Dude, I fucking, Pork Soda is so cool. That's such a good album. Like, I love uh, Mr. Crinkle. When he plays that live, he 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 brings out the stand-up bass with the bow and puts uh, on the pig mask. And behind him, since they're jamming, they just play that that one scene from the music video on a loop of like that scary pig thing that he dresses up as. Yeah. Like, dude, it's <laughs> fucking wild, dude. When you're like stoned or or tripping, and they're just he's just fucking with you in that pig mask. <laughs> See, like, I'm like, uh, last year, I'm going to say, I think I always kind of dismissed Primus, because in that era, you know, I'm, I'm like, much older than all of you. Um, I was, I love The Cure and The Smiths and Depeche Mode. Ah, oh, you're Spanish. Nationals. Yeah, I was, like, kind of <laughs> weird. And, but, out of that shit, I, I mean... It was undeniable. There was like fucking awesome music coming out from you know Nirvana and, and Central Pilots and oh shit Soundgarden. What do you think of the? Did you see the Nevermind baby is suing? I guess <laughs> yeah. the world. I did, dude. He's he's <laughs> child pornography for his baby date, dude. Uh, Jesus Christ! Imagine imagine trying. being what what yeah, just wants to get a butt. Like, it's fine. Like, oh, you're not getting paid this Life's time. hard, bro. Everybody needs to get yeah. their money. Yeah, when, you're that, <laughs> when your life ends up that pathetic, and this is what you got to do for money, it's kind of fucking sad, dude. Like, work or do something. I will say, it's like, you see how fucked up child stars are now? Like, like well, Britney Spears and all that? Are now or, or have always been. Or I'm, I'm saying, like, at, you look at what's yeah, happened to child all stars. Them, like, fucking imagine, I, 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 I will Webster, say, like, imagine being that guy. All the black ones. <laughs> like, ima- imagine what it must feel like to be that guy, and it's like, the entire world has awesome. seen your little baby penis. <laughs> Yeah. It's like everybody's favorite album. They have giant vinyl copies of it. That's what overrides the baby penis. It's everybody's favorite paid, album. This is shit anyway. You're part of art history, dude. I'm just saying, it's got to be weird. Why are you crying it's, about, oh, I'm part of fucking history, dude. It's got to be weird if you're that so guy, baby, and it's like, let's say let's say I'm you go to like a, like an FYE or a, or a, a, a 
Tower Records or something, you know, wherever you would buy music. You know, let's say you're that guy trying to find a new CD or a, or something to buy, and you go yeah, into an FY, you go into FYE. What do they have lining the shelves? Your penis. It's overridden when the girl you're with requests to see the Nirvana baby penis. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, it's girls have asked to see the Nirvana baby penis, man. I, you know what? I hope this dude gets every penny that he deserves. I hope he fucking burns in hell, dude. I hope he sucks my dick at the end of the day. Fuck him. Fuck you in your brown dick. Your baby. I'll throw you back in that fucking pool, stupid. Um, yeah, I like that. I, like I think the, the only one that plays. I like that Nirvana song, Baby Shaped Penis. <laughs> <laughs> smells like Smells like baby penis. Um, Francis Farmer sucked a baby penis. I think Francis Farmer was about aborting a baby. Smells <laughs> <laughs> um, like baby day. Yeah. All right. Oh, you know what? Yeah, it's it's like they had the baby penis, right? And then yeah. what's the next <laughs> album called? In Utero. These sick fucks, it's like a baby isn't young no, enough for you. No, it's hard because the second <laughs> one is called In Utero, and it literally showed a dead fetus on the front. Do you think this is why Kurt Cobain killed himself, is that he knows he trafficked in child pornography? <laughs> no. He knew, like, he knew this would happen one day. That that, baby like, that that baby would grow up to get a Nevermind tattoo and then try to sue me, the man. entire world. I mean, that, what, a, what, a heart, what, a, what a great story to cap off. I mean, not even really. The pandemic is still <laughs> going. Off. It's like we're going to think about how crazy like, it is. Like, well, right now, my dad is, shit me out in the pool, took a picture. And now I'm 30 years old, and I just gotta kill myself now. Wait, 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 cap off a good life. Well, I'm saying, I'm th- <laughs> think about how crazy it is that right now, at this moment in time, there's yeah. a very famous uh, a baby who is yeah. who is saying to all of us, we are complicit in the trafficking of of child pornography, <laughs> and in two weeks, we will completely forget that this has happened. <laughs> Like what a world. there's gonna be so much crazy shit that happens. We're gonna we're gonna be like what'll happen is you'll be grocery shopping one day and smells like Teen Spirit will come on like, and you'll go, Oh yeah, remember when that baby lost its fucking mind and tried to sue all of us? <laughs> and then it won. Yeah. Yeah. We're all gay pedophiles. Well, Heck, I got five bucks. Well, I think what Dalton's asking is like, how much can you really hate a pedophile, dude? Like, you could take it too far. Where you're suing people from back before they were ever pedophile. Well, I mean, I mean, to be honest, it's it's like if you are the record label or any of that, it's like you know, I got I gotta ask like, how do you justify that? Like, if you really if you really look at it, it's like. We've always put it in the back of our minds when we see that album cover. We go, I guess it's art. And now now it's like a record label is being confronted to define what art <laughs> is. And they have to go, sometimes it's a baby's penis. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's like what it is. Like, like, there's a million pa- like, pictures from parents 
of you in the bathtub, like your first bath. And is that child pornography? I, I mean, honestly, that. by this guy's definition, yes. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I, 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 I'm kind of on his side. Listen, listen. If your stepdad keeps the pictures, if your stepdad keeps the pictures in his drawer, then yes. Well, my my stepdad was the dad from uh, Butterfly Effect. Oh, remember perfect. that guy? <laughs> remember that movie? <laughs> it's like that guy was. <laughs> what a cool movie, man! They kill him with fucking. They kill him with dynamite. I got Do you remember the 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 director's cut for that? It had him going back to when he was being born and strangling himself with his own umbilical cord. Wasn't he for one of the timelines? What? That's meta. Yeah, that's meta as fuck, dude. What a fucking rock and roll movie. Tell me about that. If you're just joining us, we're talking about the butterfly effect starring Ashton Kutcher. Let's see when this one. Yeah, comes out. go back to where he, the dad, hunts uh, with his own. <laughs> Please. The, the butterfly effect, 2004 thriller, sci-fi, hour 54 minutes. 33% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I believe that's the critics rating. 90% like this movie. Google users, folks, I think we're seeing uh, how the media can manipulate manipulate us into believing the butterfly effect sucks and indeed it fucking rules. Let's talk about the movie. That's right. Case is the lamestream media. Yeah. Let's talk about it. So, I remember this movie as being like inspiring for fat kids because it shows Ethan <laughs> Suplee getting some top shelf pussy at what might have <laughs> yes. been his, like his fattest role next to American History X. Let's say Ethan, Ethan Suplee who head stomped that black guy What? In that one movie? Yeah, Ethan Suplee like you've seen him in a lot of things. He was a he mall rat. He's Jack now. Hate word. Yeah, he's like Jack now. He's he's been cycling. Uh, I, I I suppose anabolic steroids. The one uh, that claimed hell. All right, go on, go on, go well, on. No, he's it's it's like good. in Butterfly Effect. I remember he plays like a fat goth in college, and Ashton Kutcher keeps coming in, being like, "I don't get it, Ethan Suplee. I'm not getting any <laughs> pussy." And Ethan Suplee is like, "Do you ever knock? I'm getting so much pussy in here." And I remember seeing that as a fat kid being like, okay, nice, I have a chance. I could just be a fat goth and just get a bunch of pussy and Ashton Kutcher's be all in and fishnets on his arms. Do what? Did he wear, like, mascara, like, on his eyes? Yes. Yeah, he looked... I don't know I if you remember this. I don't know, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the the my the studio I work but with. Wasn't it like so fucking ridiculous? Like this fat goth, you're like, that's not a real goth, dude. Well, like, I, was, I was gonna say, no one I, I don't with dressing that dude. Kind of, kind of like, kind of like Zach Amico. Yes, I was gonna color. say the person we're describing is Zach Amico. It's <laughs> <Yeah. That's> definitely <laughs> oh, my man. my good friend Zach Amico. So just picture Zach Amico getting more pussy than Ashton Kutcher, and you can see why I love the butterfly effect. This is butterfly effect? Yes, I'm telling you. Ethan Suplee plays Zach Amico in this movie, and he he gets crazy pussy in it, 
Yeah, he's, a good, he's a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. He's just the guy getting pussy. And Ashton Kutcher is like, man, why am I not getting as much pussy as my friend Ethan Suplee, who is only 500 pounds at this time? <laughs> All right, I'm sure you're right. Go ahead. Kutcher plays 20-year-old college student Evan Trayborn with Amy Smart as his childhood sweetheart Kaylee Miller. William Lee Scott is her sadistic brother Tommy, and Eldon Henson as their neighbor Lenny. Uh, and if you if you need to remember who Lenny is, uh, Lenny equals white, Carl equals black. Wait, can you say his name again? Is it Willie E. Lee? Lenny. Lenny E. Lenny. Lenny equals white, Carl equals black. It's from. It's, a, it's the, the Simpsons. Simpsons. Jesus Christ. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Homer has um, it written on his hand. Yeah. Evan, <laughs> Evan experiences blackouts and memory loss throughout his childhood. Later in his 20s, Evan finds he can travel back in time to inhabit his former self during those periods of blackout. So I'll tell you this, reading this again, what this movie's really about is trauma. I don't know if anyone here is in therapy, but what they teach you in therapy is that the little kid that was abused is is never gone. That kid still exists somewhere inside of you. And as you learn about trauma uh, and begin to heal, you, you have to reach back through yourself and protect that little child from the abuses that it suffered. Wait, 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 wait. The little kids Wait, if I'm an adult and I go Right. So, okay. So, like, let's say you're a kid and your parents hit you with a belt, mm-hmm. like mine did. That's well, trauma, I got right? Yeah. Let's say it. I'm, like, I'm, I'm nine years that? old. I'm very scared because my mother is is in a blind rage coming at me yeah, with a studded belt. Yeah. And dad from the other room with and a belt. My, my dad is also coming. He's coming at me with his uh. He's yeah, a veteran, he's like, so it's a tactical mom, belt. I'm it's, it's a it's a Velcro tactical belt with a heavy buckle. Dudes. He got me one for my 21st yeah, birthday. Um, so your mom's coming at you with a studded belt. Uh, yeah. It's actually your it's actually your no. aunt's belt. Your mom's it's, coming at you with the clothes hanger. Your mom taking off his belt in the background. Let me say like, this: your I mom normally doesn't wear this belt. That's more your aunt yeah. style. But because it has studs in it, and she's staying over for the weekend because her boyfriend Chris has been kind of abusive lately. So your mom's coming at you with your aunt's studded belt. Your dad's coming at you with his five eleven tactical belt, and that so that's trauma, right? And so now let's say you're a twenty eight year old man who um, is living uh, somewhere in New York and has no money. And so you're wondering, you know, why am I like this? And you start realize. Oh yeah, that little boy is still getting beat uh-huh. by his his mom with his aunt's t- uh, studded belt and by his dad with his five eleven tactical belt. I need to reach back through and learn how to protect that boy in that moment. I can so tell that, you that as the man the man I am now can can, can uh, stand tall and, and move past it. So what I'm saying is is that's really what the butterfly effect is actually about. No. Yes, I think that. Well, no, I mean that's what it means. But I think you're looking for an excuse, and I can tell you what to do. You gotta do something about it now for yourself. Like uh, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is it's like what you can do now is look back on that moment and and protect yourself now. No one's gonna do looking back through to that moment when the trauma happened. And yeah. that's kind of what the butterfly effect is about. 
is that if you could, let me say this, let me say this about the butterfly effect. If you could physically travel back and and interact with those moments, what this movie proves is that that wouldn't solve a thing. That would only create new traumas and unintended consequences. But what you can do, what you can do is learn to live with the trauma and, yeah. and and heal and move on and look back on that little boy and say, you know what? I am that little boy and I am the man yeah. I am now. And I still care about that little boy. Yeah. And, and and even though he's I'm getting beat with his, by his mom with his aunt's belt and by his dad with his 511 tattoo belt, that doesn't mean he did anything wrong. Parents. And that doesn't mean his parents but did anything wrong. It's circumstances, person. you know? And mm. so, and so, you realize that as an adult, and you go, "I can't change things, but what I can do is move on." And so, that's really what the butterfly effect is trying to show us. Yeah, moving on is a big part of it. I agree. Yeah, uh, director's Which cut. Doesn't seem uh, like with his brain you're, terribly you're damaged and aware that he is committed to a psychiatric facility where he will lose <sighs> access to his time travel ability. Evan makes a desperate attempt to change the timeline by watching a family video, which shows his mother just before she was about to give birth to Evan. Who was filming this? Evan travels back to that moment and strangles himself in the womb with his umbilical cord so as to prevent the multi-generational curse from continuing, consistent with an added scene where a psychic call tells Evan, you have no lifeline and that he does not belong to this world. What did fucking there, Tom York write this movie? Yeah, was there a racial <laughs> on there? Jesus Christ! It's Stephen King with words. I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. That that bunch of horse shit I said earlier about trauma was less gay than what I just read. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to watch Pig this weekend. Yo, Pig yeah. is tight. Yeah. Don't spoil it. <laughs> I won't, man. Nah, dude. I love Nicolas Cage. Yeah, he's fucking like, crazy. Even yeah, like I say this about Nicolas Cage all the time because I always go to bat for him. It's like yes, he's done a lot of bad movies. Watch <laughs> them and watch how good dude, he is in a bad movie. Wild at Heart. Good wild bad, at Heart's dude. not a bad movie. Oh, Wild at Heart fucking rules. I'm yeah, talking about rocks, dude. It's like what is this? Yeah, what Wild is, at Heart is, is this fucking a movie? sick. I don't even know if this is supposed to be a movie or not. It's so weird. No, I'm talking about something like Bangkok Dangerous, where it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? And then you watch it and you go, well, goddamn, Nicolas yeah, Cage is really giving it 110% in nah. an otherwise dog shit movie. I just watched another one like that where they, they copied the plot to Five Nights at Freddy's. It's called Willy's Wonderland. Man, that's your fault for watching old ass Nick Cage movies, dude. No, it's no, not old. This just came out. It, they copied the plot yeah, to true. Five Nights at like, Freddy's. It just came out. Like, and uh, and I'm it's called new ones. It's yeah, you gotta it's watch old shit. Let me tell you about let me tell you about new Nicolas Cage. So it's it's basically a haunted Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> And he plays like a he plays like a rowdy Roddy Piper and they live character just like a one. But here's the thing, he's a badass and you know he saves the day. He has zero lines in this movie. He does not say That's a, a perfect word. Movie. It's so good. It's perfect. <laughs> it's a perfect movie. Yeah, it's it's so engaged. It's cheese in the face. Yeah. I highly recommend Willie's Wonderland and, and also Pig. I mean, Pig is a beautiful. Why isn't that Zach Amigo's fucking Wonderland, dude? Yeah. 
Yeah, that was good. Mandy is good. Color Out of Space really impressed me. I thought they were going to use, because I saw saw Tommy Chong was going to be in it. And I always get bummed out when he's in shit because it's like we yeah we get it like it's like <laughs> yes he's the old guy who smokes weed that's gonna yeah that's gonna be the character it's like, yeah it's like it's, it's like oh I reckon it's it's like when they would cast Ron Jeremy in a movie it's just well, what I else just, is he I, gonna I just be watched uh, Zekamiko Friday the Thirteenth uh, Part Three and they were claiming that dude in that movie was supposed to be. Tommy Chong, and I'm like, I, I like, I don't get it. I think they're just trying to get shaggy, right? From Scooby Doo. Well, let me say this. Like, yeah. That what Tommy Chong is? Well, let me say this. Tommy Chong in Color Out of Space is actually he's used really well in that movie, and he, he delivers a pretty cool performance okay. alongside Nicolas Cage and. Um, <laughs> That's not. I really don't know any of the other actors that were in it. It's based on an H.P. Lovecraft short story that I've read. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Good. All right. I you. Thank you. It was super toxic, and it was only uh, What? Hey, your wife's calling you, dude. Get the fuck out of here. Damn, guys. This is, like, crazy. It's like, remember when, when this was, like, you would stay up this late? Because you were online yes, playing that's Halo. Cool, dude. I'm like up you, early. Yeah. But, but yeah, but, now I'm at work. Yeah, I'm now I'm at work screaming toilets. I'm fucked up on edibles <laughs> watching the sun right, come up. Dude, it's like, cool. it used to be you would you would be playing like Halo or something and you would just yes. lose track of time. It's like, I've literally been doing nothing. I'm no, just like laying in cool. bed. It's my brain is scrambling. Cool, we're making it cool. And now you're making it weird. I'm not making it weird. I'm just like yeah. saying, I'm <laughs> saying when I when when You're I was in high school, it. when I was in high school, there was an element of of, of games. Well, and, 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 and and now it's like we've even removed the 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 artifice of of Halo, and really we realize what we actually desire <laughs> is conversation. We never even yeah. needed just Halo, guys. We didn't need Halo. Just Halo. You don't like Halo? I mean, I like it, but it's not the best FPS of all time, dude. I like Half-Life. Uh, I learned to like Half-Life. Half-Life? Yeah, Half-Life. I liked Half-Life back then, The Crowbar. It's a fine game, but I haven't played that shit in fucking 20 years, dude. Well, they just came out with a new one. They came out with a VR one. What? Yeah, they came out. They came out with Half Life Alex on VR. Did someone just say Fable? Alex touched my dick with the VR. Fable one and two. Oh yeah, man. That was my bread. One was the shit. Oh yeah. I can't believe it. I really like Bloodborne. I like. I played a lot of games this last year. I like Breath of the Wild a lot. I like Skyrim. You know, you want to know something funny? You want to hear something funny? So, Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild's the first time I had ever heard of a durian. And I seriously thought it only existed in Hyrule. I thought it was like, oh, this must be like something they made up for the game, like a helium fruit. It's like you cook one and you get extra hearts. It's like, oh, it's like the best fruit. And then, and then one day I was in, I was in the city. I was in Manhattan on Prince Street, and I went to a Chinese tea parlor. 
I went to a Chinese tea parlor and I saw that they had a durian cake on the menu. And I was like, yo, from Breath of the Wild? And, <laughs> and I, 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 I was with my friend and she said, oh, yeah, that's the rotting flesh fruit. And I go, well, for me, yeah, no, it's the extra it. heart fruit if you cook it right. And I go, <laughs> and so I go, I'm going to order a slice of this. And I and the and the waitress was Chinese, very Chinese. How Chinese mm, was she? Uh, I thought I had seen her a hundred other times that day. <laughs> so um she comes up to the table and and I go, I'll have the durian cake. And she goes, Are you sure you want are you sure you want durian? And I go, Yeah, yeah, just bring it. If I don't like it, I just won't finish it. And she goes, All right, buddy. And she dropped the accent <laughs> at that point. And um, so she brings out the cake, and me and my friend each take a bite, and we seriously felt like we were like, "Did we do something wrong?" Dying. We just, we just <laughs> were like, what, "What do we do to deserve this?" This is it. It's seriously, I can't wrap my head around why anyone would eat it because it's like I, I'm an adventurous eater. I'll I'll eat whatever. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm the Andrew yeah. Zimmern of 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 uh, New York, but um. This was so gross in such a visceral way that I go, like, why would anyone eat this? It's like that, yeah. uh, that, that cheese. It's like the yeah, Italy where they they purposefully let uh, flies and maggots. Chinese made toys. I know, dude. It's it's like we just how bored did we get that we started being like, no, it's all right, what can we, what else can we do with food? What if we let it rot first? (laughs) It's, it's like, look, we learned all we're going to learn from Bourdain. What's next? What if we infect our cheese with maggots? (laughs) Let's see if that's a new flavor. Make my cheese my blue. It's like that, uh, fucking, like every t- anytime uh, a woman, anytime like one of these Gwyneth Paltrow bitches is like, yeah, I'm making yogurt from the yeast in my pussy. It's like, yo, just, I mean, just eat, eat your vegetables and go for a run. Like, have a salad. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's like, it's like people are getting too bored. They're too comfortable. And they're like, they're like, I've I've eaten all the like I've tried ever. I need to find a new. We have to. We're, it's it's like fucking uh, uh Doctor Manhattan in Watchmen, where it's like, you're like I gotta why, find you, you were you were toying with, you were tampering with things that weren't meant to be tampered with, and now now look at you. Now what the fuck around on Mars, you stupid bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's like it's like if you read Watchmen, it's not like Doctor Manhattan is not a like is not it's a tragic figure. Because like imagine imagine or anti USA. Well, no, Doctor Manhattan like represents what I'm talking about, like the the human, not just like. Greed, not like just greed for from the material world, yeah. but like a a, um, a a gluttony of knowledge, yeah. like that we have. Like it's like we're so uh, uh, desperate. We're like we're so hungry to understand the world around us yeah. that that we'll let it consume us. Yeah. And it's like that's what Doctor Manhattan represents. Yeah. Is like, like he was consumed by the the human desire for knowledge. 
and it turned him into a, a the, the loneliest being in the universe. Like truly separated from his humanity. Right? That's all <laughs> That's why when I didn't she, like. That's why I didn't like that fucking TV show. Everybody that that fucking goddamn TV show that they did on HBO, where it's like it's like actually Doctor Manhattan was just trying to get black pussy, and that's why <laughs> and that, that's why he I went away. He didn't want to let anyone know that he was actually just going out to get some black pussy. <laughs> My dick was so huge. What else could fulfill it? You know. <laughs> it's like this. I gave myself a gigantic dick. I mean, what could you possibly sit on this? Okay. Tonight is like That's a new one too, so I should pick up. Did any? Did you guys watch the Watchmen TV show? No, obviously they didn't because they did. The joke could make sense. It's 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 so disappointing because I, I'll say this: they cast Jeremy Irons as Ozzy Mendias, and he's so good in that role. And it's like, man, if you could just put this guy in the Zack Snyder movie, show yeah. us the, and then show us the squid, show like <laughs> replace right. replace whoever played Ozzy Mendias. Do like a fucking like the way the way Zack Snyder replaced Chris D'Elia with Tig Notaro. Go back, replace whatever fucking loser you had playing in the movie with Jeremy Irons. Rework it. Show us the squid. You have a perfect adaptation of Watchmen, one that even Alan Moore would sign off on. And then you'd have the show, dude. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's the show. Yeah, that's. I mean, that I'm gonna. It's like I want a Watchman Snyder cut where it's it's um, Jeremy Irons is in it. Yeah, that's kind and of a all. Little, a little racy, a little jokey, a little fucking blade. Well, they had all that though in that Watchman. They had the brains splattered out, right? I saw that they were trying, they brought Watchmen into the main DC universe. Yeah. I was just like, thank God I stopped buying comic books. (laughs) It's just like, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Yeah. It really is. Dude, it's like, it's like they're they're doing the comic books what, like, it's like Space Jam 2 level where it's like, we're just going to mash everything together. And you're gonna buy it, you fucking pig. Yeah, they, they reset the timeline like ten years ago, and then they, they did it again. Oh yeah, I remember when New Fifty Two came out. I was yeah. obsessed with like, all right, Nat, clean slate. It's time to buy up these number ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like hunted down number like all the first printings of number ones because I was like autistic or something <laughs> and it's, it's like what did it could be a millionaire what did it, get me? What did it fucking get me to find the fucking green lantern number one where they <laughs> fuck it they misprinted it and sinestro had a fucked up little fucking teardrop on his forehead <laughs> got me nothing got me nothing you guys come up or what, dude? You guys do some... i'll tell you this i got i got a first printing of the of saga number one Somewhere in my parents' house. I think I could sell there for like 250 bucks right now. Damn, dude. All right, here. I'll do it. I'll do it. I always ask Colin 
Uh, for me, to... are you is <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what time is it where all you guys is on? Are you guys shitting on the fucking mic, dude? Dude, I, I'm always yeah. shitting. No, I have no. I just take shit. I'm not shitting on the mic. I have crow. That's you, dude. It's that Simpsons guy is shitting right now. I, I have Crohn's disease. I'm <laughs> yeah, always. I said I was right, you're sick of your blood. I get it. If I don't, if I eat anything with seeds, if I eat anything with seeds in it, my week is fucked. Hey, man, you guys make me laugh. I love it when you shit. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, man. Question, uh, uh, comic book man. You guys Do love that? Tom C. Dave. Oh yeah, so that's my favorite thing in the world, dude. Oh, tell him, Steve Dave. Yeah, because... yeah, man. I, I, um, I grew up watching Kevin's, Kevin, my friend no, no, Kevin's no, no, movies, no. but no, no. And I, I found Tell Him, Steve Dave, because I was like a big fan of he, my now friend. I call him Kev, and um, I <laughs> found Tell friend? Him, Steve Dave. Yeah, yeah, we're we're buds. He's not. I don't think he's telling. No, Steve he. Man, dude. So, so you know how he just reopened Small Castle in in Jersey? Yeah. I do a I do a podcast called The Loud Boys. You do not there? Yeah, we're gonna be at the because it's like I met I met Kevin at cool, um dude. at a New York Comic Con. They had just shown the trailer for uh the Spider Man the Woman Mysterio that came out and, yeah. and and he was he was sobbing uncontrollably after they had <laughs> shown us the trailer. And I I I was the only one in the audience that had but you're uh, part clean- of that reopening. No, no, no! I was at I was at Comic Con in San Diego, and they he was moderating the Spider Man panel, and they showed yeah. the trailer for uh, Spider Man Far From Home, the yeah. the the one with Mysterio, and when yeah. they when the trailer ended, he was he was crying uncontrollably and taking selfies at the same time, <laughs> and I was the only one in the audience who had brought Kleenex and I went up to him and I said, Mr. Smith, do you need a tissue, sir? And he said, yeah, I do because I love Spider-Man and uh, like, I just like, how cool would it be if Spider-Man ate Mary Jane's pussy, right? And I said, that would be cool, Mr. Smith. Can my podcast do a show at your theater that will be opening in seven years? And he said, Spider-Man does whatever Spider can. He said, yeah, can you sell tickets? And I'm like, shit, man. Is Uncle Ben dead? (laughs) Then he cried harder. Yeah, he was... was, I mean, yeah. I just thought maybe... I mean, he was kind-hearted, but his heart was not kind to him. Oh, yes, tell him, Steve. I do like that show. Yeah, I like those guys. They're fucking amazing, man. Um, I don't know them, though. I only know Kevin. Yeah. Uh, I don't know them personally. I'm a, I, know, I, love, I love Brian Johnson, especially <laughs> when he goes on Compound Media. Yeah. Um, I like Walt good. Flanagan's artwork. Um, it's the only reason I I even purchased the bat those Batman books was to see his like what his artwork yeah, yeah, looked like in the I interiors, and and I'm and I love Impractical Jokers because it's just like uh, I, I I mean what else are Italians gonna do? 
Yeah. Dude, it, it, I started watching like, Impractical Jokers in jail. They love Impractical Jokers. Dude, it's like it's like I think people it's, I think it's funny, man. They can't deny it. it's not funny. Yeah, I, I think people look it's at Impractical crazy, Jokers and, and wonder like why do these guys get to do this? Like these seem <laughs> like just four dumb Italians that island. And here's the thing. Here's the real impractical joke is they don't realize that to us it's like every time we tune into True TV, it's like going to an exhibit at the fucking zoo. Okay? <laughs> watching Impractical Jokers is like watching animals at the zoo who don't yeah. even know they're in cages. Hey. Oh, yeah. Oh, they know. Anyway, I'll be at the stand with Sal Volcano. Um, <laughs> I'll be doing... <laughs> I'll be... I'll be on Legion of Skanks with Sal Volcano. I'll be on. Um, if Dave shows up that week, he'll be bringing boxing gloves. Oh, yeah, I already I set you up. Uh, I just, I'm just joking. I mean, come on, dude. They get paid too much for what they do. Like, good God. Like, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. You have, to, you, have to, you have to rework the way you think about it. You see it as dumb Italians getting paid too much. Uh, I see it as creatures at an exhibit who, yeah. who are only being are only being provided what they need to survive, nah, which is hoagies and fucking cigarettes. I see it as an outlet for dads. It's an outlet for dads yeah. to still think they're funny. Don't forget gotta, marinara I gotta sauce. Right, I got to be honest. I do I love the show. It's the perfect. It's the perfect. Get stoned and turn your brain off. Show. Dalton, I'll give you five million this year, twelve million next year, fourteen million next year, and you do everything I say. You'll fucking do it. Oh Stop fuck! I'm not gonna talk about crypto. No lie, dude. You fucking do it, dude. We all do it. I bought into Brettcoin. Hell nice. no. <laughs> Hell no. Oh yeah, man. It'll it'll skyrocket someday. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell me you believe it's him. like I don't Super understand crypto. I just like Brett. It's like it's like all these yeah. things, like Bitcoin, yeah. Dogecoin, all these different coins. It's like think big. When are we gonna get the fucking bit dollar? Like, you know what I'm saying? Literally, literally Elon like, Musk himself so. said it. Did, you say that? Did he make that same joke? Yeah. <laughs> Did I just steal it? Oh, guys, I got a quick comedy. I think I just actually stole an Elon Musk tweet. Yeah, you did. Get that part. Ah, you guys, come on. All right, I got to I'm gonna no, plug the Patreon. Where, where I'm not leaving that? just yet, but I gotta plug the Patreon. I gotta plug the Patreon. It's it's patreon.com slash loudboys. Um we do and we do the we do free episodes, you know, where wherever you get podcasts, oh, yeah. it's the loud boys. Um I just, we just recorded we just recorded with um uh, Matt, our our manager, Mister Money in the Stank, Matt the Brainless Marin, uh, <laughs> we, uh, Zach Amico, and oh, I, yeah. I had a good hey, I had a good uh, friend of mine who I started with. Let's get real. Yeah, I'm gonna so, get real. This so we're, we're in the real forum, town square, dude. Yeah. So go to go to loud. Loud boys, subscribe to that where you get podcasts, and then go to patreon.com slash loud boys 
And and look, I'm gonna be honest with you. You can you can pay whatever you want, but the only way you're gonna get the premium episode is if you pay at least five dollars. Okay, we are we are making. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say in the same way that the Nirvana baby's penises are, our podcast is also art. There you go. Sell that as an <laughs> NFT, that's for sure. All right, now I want you. Yeah, I'm gonna sell the Nirvana baby's penis as an NFT. That's for sure, bro. I'm glad I woke up in time just to be able to tell you this. <laughs> that would be cool if that guy was like, "I'm, I'm actually gonna re- sell rebrand it." Of- yeah, he's like, "I'm gonna recreate the photo and make it an NFT." Well, he Honestly, was he, he was cool with it a year ago. He was yeah, like literally. Just, it was like the anniversary. He was like, he was like, yeah, I'm, like ten times. I gotta be like, honest. What we're seeing is like basically what happened to Britney Spears, except nobody's gonna give a fuck about this well, dude. Somebody yeah, got in his head and told him that he can get money. That's that's what happened. Somebody said, hey, you can probably get some money if you sue, you know, the biggest band of the '90s. And he's like, yeah, wait a minute, yeah, I can. All this. You know, yeah, it's uh, like, it's, it's all like, this shit's going on nowadays. Is, I can get one probably. That lawsuit, the implication of that lawsuit is that somehow anyone who ever just saw that album cover is complicit in a felony. In well, do, do, you, do, you know, do you know what? It literally, that photo wasn't even taken for the album cover. It was a literally a photo taken for like artistic purposes back I gotta be in honest the 90s. With you. And then our right. Nirvana bought the rights. Nirvana yeah, bought the rights. It, it was it was like, used it was used as a you know the the dollar in the swimming pool and it was kind of showing that hey you know kids I mean kids from the earliest age are showing that they're to love the dollar. No I gotta be honest with you the fact that that wasn't staged is actually where it gets creepy for me. It's like so you were just taking pictures of naked babies in swimming pools? Yeah. Who doesn't you know, do it? Who doesn't do that? I guess this one would look cool on an album <laughs> cover. Do you know anybody who might want to use it? Yeah, there's a really <laughs> depressed guy in Seattle who might like it. Yeah, Let's might send not, it over his way. He's not going to live a decade, so he won't have to live with the repercussions. But let's do it. <laughs> I gotta be honest, the more I think about this, the more I'm on that kid's side. You know, I'm about, I'm starting to change too. I mean, I just woke up, but I'm starting to change. I'm starting to go like, wait a minute, yeah, yeah. this kid, this kid was freaking, he was totally over, and everybody got to see that he had a, you know, tiny bit. Well, actually, yeah. it wasn't that tiny for a fucking. Baby. Well, to be honest with you, that's pretty normal for a baby. <laughs> yeah, he was rocking. It. You know? Honestly, yeah. if you see yeah. a baby with a big dick, it's probably like a birth. It's scary. Effect. Well, what's uh, Dan, Dan and uh, Big J's uh, producer, uh, uh, Black Lou? He was he was talking about that on their podcast. How his actually, fucking son, reason, son is I, fucking well, swinging. Do you guys want to know why? Do you guys want to know the reason why my penis is so small? Yeah, it, it's it's like have you ever seen the Curious Case of Benjamin Button? Yeah, I I have that, but just in my penis. So, so I was born with a grown. You were born with the hammer. Then... I was born with like a, a leaking. Uh, like Harvey <laughs> Weinstein penis, right? God, yeah. and, and sometime around the age of fifteen, I had uh, what can only be described as as a father's penis. 
<laughs> like I had a green uh, man's penis. You didn't have a father. I was buying alcohol. I was able to buy alcohol. I was able to get into R-rated movies because I had a grown man's penis. But now I'm almost thirty. And you didn't I have, have a grown man balls by then, right? Though, like hanging to your like mid thigh. Yeah, I have a baby's penis, and my <laughs> balls have ascended into my body. Bro. <laughs> so, yo, Pretty Zach soon... Amico says that his dad's dick looks like Alf's nose, but I was like, <laughs> Alf's nose. <laughs> oh shit! And I was oh like, yeah, what the fuck. Well, how does how does it look like Al Snow the wrestler? Yeah, because Alf, Al, you know what Al's favorite thing to eat was cats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, pussy, getting that kitty cat. Yeah. You know what? what you know what Al stands for? African American life form. Uh, <laughs> so, so if I'm half, if I'm half, what's that make me? Um, mulatto. <laughs> you know, I remember the first time, first time somebody told that to me. The first time somebody told me I was mulatto. I was, I live here in Iowa, and I was at a gas station. Somebody's like, "Oh, you're the cutest little mulatto kid I've ever seen." And I walked home and asked my my grandma what that mean, and she went, "Oh, it just means that you're really cute." She wanted to tell me what the fuck it meant. It's a it's a Starbucks drink. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. It's a vinte vinte mulatto. Yeah. <laughs> James, you look like you fucked both of us up in fights. So I wouldn't be worried about it. You look pretty fucking boxable, dude. That is crazy to be, cause, cause, like they do use that word and it smells like Teen Spirit, and right. and anytime that song is used in like a like a movie trailer oh, or an ad, I'm they a leave that in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was, I just saw there was some movie trailer where they did the thing where it's like the slowed down, whispery version of it, where it's like, oh, yeah, here yeah. we they are did you now. Yeah, and they, but they left in that word, and I'm like, whoa, Jordan Peele, what are you doing? Jeez, <laughs> have some respect for yourself, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess that's like the way. I guess that's sort of like the way uh, art can intersect with commerce. Is like if you say something slightly racist, that just becomes part of like the American consciousness. Yeah, it's Keith like Richards the, that did song, that all the time, and then he well, ended like up fucking how much black song. girls. Yeah, it's like that Lou Reed song, uh, uh, Wild, Wild Side. It's like Wild Wild Side, that part where he goes, and all the color goes go do 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 do. I know it. I can't Lou, remember. It's Lou I, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember. It, though. What's wrong with yeah. Because he's seeing the color girls sing better. He's like, and then they go, they put the. Yeah. The he's ta- I think he's talking about like a transvestite or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Let's I, look it up real I, quick. I, I woke and, up, and opened my eyes, and on, saw this. Not, this is while, freaking while hilarious. <laughs> or not. But let's take a look at Lou, and, th- and this is where I'll leave you all. We're going to talk about Lou Reed for a minute, and I'm, I'm going to get out of here because i got to go to bed. Or Yeah, what time know. is it where you're at, Dalton? Man, time has no meaning, man. I'm in Central. I'm in Central time, so I'm at 5.30. Yeah, it's like 6.30 here. <laughs> All right, so Lewis Allen Reed, po- uh, musician, singer, songwriter, and poet. Boo, gay. Gay. The Velvet Underground. Where's the. Hold on. No, I just want to know about that one song, Lou Reed, Wildside. 
Walk on the Wild Side. You guys know this one. It's like boom. Oh yeah. Boom. Because it's all the colored girls say do 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 do. Because it's also every time I'm in a bar and I hear that, I go, I really. This is how white I am. I go, please be Lou Reed. And then it ends up being Tribe Called Quest, and I go, God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. It's, it's always awkward for me because I'm probably the whitest black guy you ever meet, or like whitest mixed person you ever meet. And then whenever like something comes on, this white girls are usually like, oh my God, you know, there's this song, and it's some like song yeah, made two years ago, yeah, and I'm you, like, you go, no, but I know the, yeah. the Dragon Ball Z theme song. Yeah, exactly. I can sing you Dragon Ball Z <laughs> while we slowly fade away in my bed, you know. Chalo, head chalo. Gotta catch him. Alright, so here we go. Walk my on Pokemon, the Wild Side is a song by Lou Reed from his second solo album, Transformer. Mm-hmm. 1972 it was produced by David Bowie and Mick Ronson. Yeah. Oh, Released wow. the double yeah. A side with Perfect Day. So I see wide That's radio what... coverage and became Reed's biggest single. I got, I got one thing. I got to pause. Hold on. Here we go. Reed's double A side. Reed's biggest single, despite it touching on taboo topics such as trans people, drugs, male <laughs> prostitution, and oral sex. Well, David David Bowie was moment, David right? Bowie was involved. Hell yeah. Okay, so here we go. In the United States, RCA also released a cleaned up version of the single without the reference to oral sex or colored girls. Yeah, that's also what America no. tried to do in the 50s. Yeah, they did they, that. They called They've it cleaning doing... up when they tried to get rid of the colored girls. It's called Jim Crow RCA. Uh, that's what the hoses are for. They're just trying to clean them up. Yeah, but most yeah. radio stations continue to play the unedited version. In 2010, Rolling Stone no. at number 223 in its list of 500 great songs at that time. All right, so let's see. It says genre glam rock. I disagree. It's palm. Hell no. Um, that's Bo- Bowie did. rock. I'd call it that. I mean, I I, I, I got to be honest with you. I, at this point. I'm not a music snob at all, but like when I listen to shit like this, I I would just put it under the umbrella of punk in the same yeah, way. Yeah, that's, that's that a like good if point. I if I'm listening to Minutemen, I hate so subgenres. It's nah. like where I where I go. I don't know what to call this, so I'm just gonna call it punk. Yeah, I love yeah. so much type of music. But I hate when they subgenre it and they're like, "Oh, you like this and you like that." It's like. Well, I mean, I can listen to Tool yeah, one day, like and then I can listen to freaking David I, Bowie and Jim Croce totally. the next day. You know, it's like, come Dude, on. Dude, some guy went off on me in a Reddit post for putting Jim Croce in classic rock. <laughs> I pu- I freaking, I shared mine on, I shared something on, I think, Twitter, and I think it was uh, uh, Leonard Skinner, you know, that oh, one song. I can't okay, remember what song it, it was, but straight up. <laughs> so here we go. Two decades... Two decades after oh, the song's release, <laughs> two, two two decades, decades after the song's yeah. release, Reed told this interviewer guy. David Frick, "I know my obituary has already been written." It oh fuck! We have a theme song for his obituary. Baritone saxophone solo played over the fade out of the songs performed by Ronnie Ross, who had taught David Bowie to play the saxophone during Bowie's childhood. Oh my god. The backing vocals are sung by Thunder Thighs, a vocal group that included Lou, Karen Freeman, and Casey Singe. Damn. The bass hook was designed by Herbie Flowers, 
It was performed by him on double bass overlaid by fretless Fender Jazz Bass. He was paid a 17 euro flat fee equivalent to 200 euros in 2019. Drums were played by Richie Dharma using brushes rather than drumsticks. I mean, truly a painter on the instrument. I have a crazy, crazy inch. I have a crazy cream. Cream are uh, not cr- cream. Yeah, cream. they paid. Here we go. Musical elements like many Reed songs, "Walk on the Wild Side" is based on a simple chord progression, alternating between C major and F major. What do those words stand for? Cunt and yeah. or I. Let's go. Or one and four in harmonic analysis. I guarantee you, when when Lurie wrote this, all he was thinking about was, I wish I had more hair. He does not know a fucking goddamn thing about C major and F major or any of this bullshit. He was like, I want more heroin. I'm yeah. gonna write a song yeah. that will get more heroin. The only thing about major <laughs> is using a major uh, pinch and he needs to get his fix. Inspiration. Yeah, I'm gonna OD for inspiration. Yeah. Let's let's get the shit out of it. In the 2001 ah. documentary classic ah. album, ah. Louis Transformer, ah. Reed says that it was Nelson. Algren's 1956 novel, A Walk on the Wild Side. It's self-titled after the 1950s side. Hold on, this is getting crazy. This sounds good. (laughs) He said, Reed says that it was Nelson Algren's 19... Listen to this. Nelson Algren's 1956 novel, A Walk on the Wild Side. It's self-titled after the 1952 song, The Wild Side of Life. So, folks, what we're dealing here with Lou Reed and Walk on the Wall is is what John Baudelaire would call the simulacre and the simulation. It's it's a reflection of a reflection of a reflection. There is no longer a reality. We now exist in a hyper-reality where Lou Reed goes and makes a song based on a novel based on a song. That's what John Baudelaire teaches us in his philosophical treatise, Simulacre and Simulation. That's a trip. Um, that was pops, the launching more point of the song, Jesus even Christ. though as a group, the song became inhabited by characters from his own life. Is everybody leaving? I'm still, I'm still here, bro. I'm oh, sorry, guys. I'm, I'm getting into this. this. Girl's here. No, uh, we got, we got a few people. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over some more of this Lou Reed stuff. And we'll oh, I'm listening. This shit sounds crazy. Sounds each verse like refers to one shit. of the superstars at Andy Warhol's New York studio, the Factory. Okay, now that I'm reading what this song's about, I'm starting Andy Warhol to hate it. I'm starting to think no. this might be the most bullshit fucking song ever written. Out of every oh. artist, our so-called artist ever, Andy Warhol is like the worst. He's the biggest Jesus punk bitch. Of all. He got Christ shot by he got shot right, by guys, a woman. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest he got shot by a woman. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Jeez. Now that I'm now that I'm reading like how Jesus like what this song about. is, Lou Reed fucking sucks. I'm glad he's Hell dead. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Fuck that Hell fucking yeah. junkie. This is one of the gayest things I've ever seen. What, oh, Holly is based on Holly Woodlawn, a transgender actress who lived in Miami Beach, Florida as a child. In 1962, after being bullied by homophobes, Aww. the 15-year-old ran away from home and, as in the lyrics, learned how to pluck her eyebrows right. while he hiking boy. in New York. Poor Literally boy, girl. Was fucking Hannah Gadsby of the New York 1970s punk. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 
about? I'm gonna make a comedy special. No, I'm gonna make a song, or nobody can listen to it. Trans warrior, way before anyone else. And if you want to laugh, it ain't right to laugh. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I guess if you take anything away from this, it's that Lou Reed and Hannah Gadsby are kind of the same thing. Um, all right. When I, I first bed, heard about Anna, uh, I subscribed to my podcast. It's called The Loud Boys. Love you, Dalton. Patreon.com/slash/loudboys. I love you all. You're funny. Thank don't, you. This don't listen to of... don't listen to uh, Lewis or anything. You're the best, brother. Yeah, I can't yeah, really understand, Lewis. I don't speak Puerto he's, Rican. Good night, he, everybody. He's on a whole different riff, brother.